Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm Louis Shackshaft. I'm joined with Jake Jackman today. Uh, obviously, lots to dis- discuss. Uh, many clubs going back to training as of this week. Uh, but the first question I'm going to ask you, Jake, um, the latest news is that two individuals have tested positive for COVID-19, which was later revealed it was Hull City uh, from the same club. Uh, how much of an impact do you think this will have on that club alone if the season is to restart? Yeah, it's um, definitely have an impact Um on Hull in particular, I think that it's it's not obviously that we don't want any clubs to have any positives, but it, it's always going to be um, inevitable that some of them would. Um, it seems from what I've read about the first round of testing, it wasn't too bad um, in terms mm. of uh, the amount of players that were found positive. Um, but it, for Hull, um, they said that the two players were didn't have any symptoms, weren't feeling ill, but they're going to have to self-isolate for seven days or they won't be able to return to training. Uh, with the rest of the players, uh, they didn't actually they didn't confirm um, whether the tests were from players or staff, but I'm guessing we're just going to assume they were players. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I think it's I think it's probably better to get positive tests now than it would be in a month's time. So you've got that um, that part of it, and I'm. I'm sure for the first week of training, when they do return, it will only be fitness work. I just wouldn't imagine there's, there'd be a lot of um, tactical and in-depth sessions going on and contact sessions. They might not miss out on too much, so it might be something that they can still keep up with at home. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a blow for them. And hollow on those teams that you look at and you think that um, they're in real trouble if the, if the season does resume, uh, given their, their, their yeah. form before the break. Uh, they were losing, following the sale of Gerald Byrne, they were losing a lot of games, they were dropping down the table, uh, which is what one of the arguments that Charlton have on the points per game model, if it was um, decided that way, purely because of Hull's recent form and, and the quality of the squad after January, you'd, you'd think that they wouldn't be able to match what they'd put up for the rest of the season. So it, it's part I've seen some people online suggesting that the team's releasing that they've had positive tests you're not getting anybody releasing them that are high up the table or want the play to be resumed. So there's that sort of, um, I guess it's a, a conspiracy theory uh, of some of the teams yeah. <laughs> in the in the Premier League as well as the Championship. But it's a blow for Hull, but I, I think it's not the it's not the end of the world. And I think that it's still early enough that it, I wouldn't imagine it would have the biggest impact on them. But yeah, it's it's not ideal, but good showing the positive of testing already that we are isolating these cases and getting them um, out of the training ground and not letting them come back um, to train with everybody else if, if they are carrying the virus. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, for me, you know, first and foremost, those those two individuals. Let's say that we hope they make a full recovery and there's, and there's no further issues there. And after seven days of isolation, then, like we say, that they uh, are completely on the mend. Um, but for me, what one thing that you know from this first round of testing, I know there's there's going to be another test to say was maybe on a weekly basis or bef- before football does kick off again, if it does so. Um, but only two, obviously positive results from over 1,000 tests um, in many ways is a good thing to see. I really thought there'd be, there'd be more than that. You know, I really thought there'd be more, you know, at least 10 people uh, test positive. Uh, so on that regards, I know, like I say, I hold my hands up and say, oh, they hope those two people do get better soon, sooner rather than later. But two out of over 1,000 people, I think, is is a good thing. You know, you've got to look at that as a positive um, so that, you know, ultimately all these clubs can, t- t- you know, return to training this week, uh, which, we're, which we're going to come on to. Uh, so my second question to you, Jake, is obviously the EFL have given the green light for championship clubs to restart training this week. Um, are you in agreement with this or, do you know, do you think it's still too early for clubs to restart. I know some Premier League sides have already said that they'd rather the, the Premier League start again towards the end of June. What what are your thoughts on all these scenarios and opinions? Um, it's definitely a balanced one. I'm, I'm obviously aware of, of what's going on in the world. I know, know how serious this virus is. I know that football's not more important than, than a, a global pandemic and it sh- shouldn't be um, above that, um, it, should, it shouldn't get any special treatment from the government. But at the same time, you've, you've had other people from um, jobs going back around uh, around the country, less skilled workers are going back to work. Mm. It's, it's not it's not like the Premier, the Premier League will be the only uh, or the Premier League and the Championship will be the only two businesses operating. So it's 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 difficult. I think that you've got to make sure that the precautions have been taken. You've got to make sure that protocols are be, uh, being established that, that trading grounds are safe environments that they're sterile that you get frequent testing um, and testing that doesn't come out of the, the what the government is putting on for for the rest of the country it's, it's privately sourced testing so it's 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 a slightly different um, so they can't be accused of taking tests of normal people which I think is right um, but yeah I, I'm, I think I'm for it coming back I think that We've got to be realistic with the, the financial implications of, of a, a longer break. We've got to think about the clubs needing uh, revenue, finishing the season, um, getting players that are out of contract uh, sorted out. We just can't maintain this limbo forever. It, it's a business that needs to roll on. And as long as it's done safely, I think I am for it coming back. Um, and it's just important to make sure that testing is done regularly, that players stick to the protocols and that... Um, the the spread of the virus within the game uh, would be very limited, and I'm sure it would be. I think if, if you look at what's happened in the Bundesliga, I don't think there was a, a positive test returned between the first and second match days from a player. So I think that's mm. a, a positive sign and one that the Premier League and the Championship can can take confidence from. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that they can it can be done successfully. But then I I do. Um, sympathise with those players that don't want to go back I think that's so that's going to be the one thing that will probably make me feel awkward about the whole thing is if a player doesn't want to go back if if, if clubs try to refuse to pay wages or they try to cut wages or they go up against a player I don't think that would be 
that would make me feel too comfortable. Uh, but I read something from James Chester's this morning. Um, he 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 says that he has asked for, but he's he's happy to to go back to um, go back to work. So it is, um, you know, there will be players out there that are at risk that are happy to happy to go back. So it is looks like it's going in the right direction. And um, yeah, I think I'm 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 for it. Yeah, I hope it's successful as well. I mean, at the same time, me saying that, I do believe, you know, that it could be a can of worms that's opened. I mean, like I said, that's only the first round of testing. They've got to do it again, you know, whether results show more positive, you know, in individuals over the course of the next next few weeks when they are training and, you know, we're potentially getting up to speed with playing competitive fixtures again. I think, you know, the championship in the meantime, um, it's got to the stage where it's only the likes of Hull City who were against returning to training and obviously playing competitive football. I know they were angered at the leak that was found um, and that'll bring us on to my final question shortly. Uh, but in terms of everybody going back to the training at minute, I just hope that they do stay safe and we can finally, you know, in a few weeks time, get to the point where we are playing games and like you said, Jake, it's a, a complete success. I hope a bit like the Bundesliga. I know it's only been the first week or so, but up to now, things seem to be going smoothly. It's just I question, you know, as they continue training on a daily basis or, you know, every other day, should I say, uh, and then potentially we do start playing games. I believe that more people will test positive over time, particularly as, we get into June and then obviously if the season does begin, it's it's going to be over like a 60-day period. Um, so that will certainly be interesting. But like I say again, I just hope that everybody does say, stay safe and, you know, it can be thoroughly enjoyed by all fans across the country and the players. It's just, you know, if, if games do happen behind closed doors, that um, people do remain, like I say, healthy and safe. And it's a case that so far many players or all players in the championship no one's come forward and said that you know they don't want to play like they have done in the Premier League with Dini and Kante and everybody's got to respect that decision um so let's let's see what the next few weeks brings in terms of clubs going back to training and and how how big a can of worms this may be um but obviously I'm going to ask you now Jake the big question is do you think the season will be resumed or curtailed? I know we're all eagerly awaiting the results of the vote. Um, so, yes, it's certainly the million-dollar question. How do you see this going and, and what are your expectations? I think it's it's difficult to predict. The Championship is so unique in its set of circumstances that it is, it's difficult to predict what is going to happen. Um, and how it will be resolved. You've obviously got Leeds and West Brom. I think there's a general consensus that that is agreed that they they should both go up if there is a decision made that doesn't involve playing the final nine games of the season. Um, obviously, West Brom got six points on Fulham, uh, a superior goal difference, and Leeds are one further ahead than that. So I think there is a general consensus that those two should go up. It's then difficult to decide a third team without playing games, but I guess it might be easier to... If, if the season is curtailed, if, if to, to um, get four teams together in a in a camp sort of situation and, and get the playoffs done, I'm, I'm, that's easier than, than getting 24 teams in a sterile environment. So 
that might be yeah. something that they look into. Um, you, but then I think it's at the bottom of the table that you've got the biggest biggest issues. You've got Cholton, who, who slipped in just before the break, um, two points behind Hull, who are in horrendous form. And I, I mean, we could sit here and say now we would have thought Hull would would have got much better over that run. They might have got a few results, but they definitely. I think we both agree that we'd we'd have expected Cholton to finish just above them at the end of the season. Um, so they've definitely got a, a bone for contention there. Um, and then you look further up the table uh, at teams that perhaps wouldn't think would go down in a normal season, but you've got the financial fair play things going on uh, with Sheffield Wednesday, Birmingham and Derby. Would they have mm-hmm. potentially been sucked into it with a point deduction? Um, you certainly can make that argument if you're a Cholton fan or a Cholton um um, board member, you can certainly make that argument. And I, I think Barnsley and Luton are also making that argument. Um, two teams that did show a slight pickup of form before the break, um, albeit Barnsley did lose their final two games, but they were playing better and, and pulling off a few results. And if those teams had had a, a points deduction, it might have made it a little bit interesting. But it, yeah, it's very difficult the championship is so unique so much more unique than than league two and league one and the premier league in this and whereas those in in the bottom two tiers probably don't have the finances to to, to finish the season and, and put up these huge health and safety costs that you're going to have to have to, to play out safely yeah. the championship could probably afford it i'm sure the clubs there could um and it's i think once it would be interesting to hear what you think on what will happen, Louis. But then following that, I'd be interested to know what you think on what this could mean for the future of, of the league. We've obviously read a lot of stories on the overspending um, and whether this could be, you know, a sort of doomsday situation in that and, and force bigger changes um, league-wide and, I guess, football league-wide um, with, with clubs further down the period and also needed... Um, assistance from the Premier League and I think there's there's discussion that there could be a, a, a package deal from the Premier League uh, with a certain amount of money going to each club in the Football League um, I think that's been, I've seen that's being discussed but whether that could come with strings and what that might mean, whether the salary caps come in, whether further restrictions are enforced, it's, it's definitely a, 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 the biggest period in, in, in the Football League for a very long time yeah, definitely. You know what? It's such a strange and unique situation that, you know, every club in many ways, I, I don't know which way they're going to vote now because it's been said that most teams in the championship are have said that they potentially want to play. But now, obviously, we've got a situation where the EFL have provided framework where they can now make a decision whether they do curtail or resume the season. Um you know, I'm a believer that League Two have done the right thing, you know, from a financial perspective, etc., that they've curtailed their season. But if the season is to be curtailed, I know you touched upon it, but there's also, you know, the the implications of curtailing the season that, you know, there's the promotion and then the relegation. And they still, if the season is curtailed, want to play the playoffs. Um, on you know neutral grounds behind closed doors and it's very unique and you've already touched on you know a team like Sheffield Wednesday um, Birmingham who potentially could have further points deductions so do they you know want to play on or do they decide that they 
would prefer to curtail the season. I mean, you know, I, I can speak for my club, Sheffield Wednesday. I think we're, I think, 11 points above the relegation zone at the minute, which does seem like a decent gap. But I also know that the running that we've got for the remainder of the season, we've got loads of teams in the top half of the division and picking up points is going to be very, very tough. So at this stage, does 11 points above the relegation seem like a big enough gap, even if we've got a points deduction? So, yeah, there's there's so many different scenarios and... And, and like you talked about, it's all about finances as well. I, I read an article this morning saying that, you know, there's the potential that if this continues for a few more months, that up to 50 clubs could go bust, um, which just seems crazy. So in, in that regard, it, it does seem sensible to continue the season and, and vote for it to resume, etc. Um, but, you know, I'm also split because 50% of me is thinking, you know, from a, a public health and safety perspective, then, you know, the, the season has to stop. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, Jake, you know, if from a club's perspective, I know that, you know, a lot of Leeds fans have come out and said that, you know, if the season was curtailed, they could potentially go up, but they've also, if the season was to resume, they want to, you know, potentially win the league or finish in the top two and do it the right way. And that's the way that they will probably vote and, you know, Bielsa would vote. But if you were Leeds or West Brom right now, would you be voting for a season to restart or would you vote for curtailment? I think if I was one of the teams in the top two, I'd be very aware of what it would look like if it, the season didn't finish. And, um, for yeah. reason. I think they've, they've got to vote for it finishing. If the Premier League plays out and the Championship doesn't, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There will be big cases for those teams that are, are supposed to be going down, um, but they shouldn't be because the, the championship season didn't finish and they haven't come to a being promoted in the in the correct and, and proper way, which you can yeah absolutely understand. I think for Leeds, Leeds this break is probably if it if if play did resume this break has probably been a very good thing for them. We've we've seen how they um, sort of faded towards the end of last season. It's been a, a common theme with Bielsa teams that they fade and, and their fatigue due to the style and the intensity. If if they do resume, they're probably going to be as fit as they have been in a long time, and I think that they they would see it as sort of like an 11 game start to a season rather than an end and I think they would they would quite comfortably secure their place in the top two so I think for Leeds 
resuming is, is absolutely important. They've been in this position so many times and they can't afford to miss out again on a, on a technicality. Uh, for West Brom, I think it's exactly the same. I think they've got enough points. They, they should want to finish the season, do it in the right way and absolutely make sure there's no way that they can't get promoted now. They've put themselves into this position. They've put in 37 games of hard work to, to get into this really strong position. They can't afford to miss out on a technicality. So although they could still be promoted from the current position now with no more games being played, I don't think I'd want to take that chance. So if I was them, I'd want to, to, to go 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 up and, and secure it in, in, in the right way and, and finish the game. I'm in agreement with you. I think that, you know, Leeds and West Brom have, have both got the squads, the depth uh, and the potential to go up if the season resumes anyway. So I think they'll be in favour of doing it the right way. It'd be interesting to see if eventually we do get to see what, you know, the, the way the clubs have voted. Uh, but I'm going to ask you the same question again for the teams in the playoffs. Um, you know, that there's four teams sat in there at the moment. Um, you could say that Preston are a side that find themselves, you know, quite lucky to be in there at the minute with all the teams that are on the tail. It's just landed that way. But if you were sat in the playoffs at the minute, Jake, which way would you be voting for a restart or for, curtail- for curtailment? Um. I think I'd be voting for the same. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's for those that are trying to get up. It's important to try and finish the season um, purely just to validate it and to make sure that they, there's no chance that it, it, what they've done to now could be written off. So yeah, I think they need to try and finish it. It's those in the mid table and towards the bottom, but not currently in the bottom three that would be the ones voting for curtailment and trying to finish the season. But for those at the top, you've got to try and play it out and finish it and. Um, and I'm sure all the teams um, currently in in the playoffs and even those um, down to sort of tenth and eleventh will be will be thinking that they they can get into the get into the playoffs so they'd be back in themselves anyway. So it, I think they will be trying to to get the season finished. So that's a, quite a healthy amount already trying to finish the season. So if you if you think sort of down to probably Swansea, so that's eleven teams. Want to mm. finish the season, and you've got the bottom three also wanting to finish the season. Um, it's quite got a, a, a slight majority there, and I'm sure some of the others will be voting for it too. I think I've read that Sheffield Wednesday were were pro finishing the season, um, and and a few other teams were. So it, I I think it's going that way. Uh, that, that's definitely from what I'm I'm sort of it. Um, getting from what's coming out I think it's going that way uh, and that the majority would be in favour of a restart Yeah we are led to believe that what what I've read and you know done my research on is that most clubs would be in favour of the restart uh, but I don't know why I've got a sneaky feeling it might be a little closer than you know, it may seem when it actually, the, the results don't, do come out. We know that, you know, 13 out of the 24 clubs do have to vote in favour of one way or the other for the result to stand. So it's, you know, the benchmark set at 51% there. So I'm going to ask you, and I think I know your answer already, the result itself, Jake, do you believe that it's going to be all in favour of the championship to resume? Yeah, I I. I think it's going to get past. I think it will go through, and I think the championship will at least try to restart, even if they aren't able to in the end. I think they'll give it a go. Yeah, I believe so too. I think that the championship will, you know, be voted in favour of a restart. Again, though, with that 
you know, could come, like I've already said on this show, a, a can of worms, you know, it, it, it would mean a, another, I think they've said 56 to 60 days, haven't they, of, of days where the season would resume, but it's whether, you know, two, three, four weeks down the line, it gets to the stage where, you know, more people are testing positive for coronavirus. So with, you know, the, the, the season resuming, I believe things could, you know, blow out of proportion once again and we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens but I believe you know in, in the next five to ten days is, is going to be the results of the vote so it's just like us fans across the country are just eagerly, eagerly awaiting those results to, to see what happens and, and whether the season does restart on the 12th of June uh, but yeah that's the end of that topic unless you want to discuss anything else Jake Oh uh, yeah just before we finish up, I think we should uh, touch on something we covered yesterday on the Premier League show. Uh, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts in sort of a championship perspective uh, and that's the transfer window. Um, yeah. when, when do you think that do you think that they'll try and force for, for that to, to sort of be open for five weeks between seasons or do you think that they'll they'll change the regulation from that having it open for a longer period uh, we discussed yesterday whether they might open it for the, for the entire season whether they might go back to how it used to be or whether they might keep it open until sort of January time uh, and then close it. Yeah, just obviously I've got no clue, but the way I think I'd do it as well is that you could incorporate that question because this is a question I was going to ask you into, obviously, the players' contracts at the minute. So you've got to make sense that over the course of the next five to six weeks, a lot of players are going to be out of contracts and out of contract and be, be released at their clubs. So in terms of a transfer window, I think the sensible way to do it would be that at the end of this season, whether it's curtailed or whether it does resume, let's say from the 1st of August, let's say uh, the transfer window would then open um, and it would just remain open until the last day in January. So you're just incorporating two windows into one, if that makes sense. Uh, and then from the end of January, it goes back to normality. That is if the season does, or should I say, the start of next season is arranged in the same format that it normally would in the fact that it usually ends in May. Uh, whether that would change slightly again based on the fact that obviously there's a pandemic and you know a lot of dates may move but my idea would be that yes when the window does open um next time whether that's in four weeks or six weeks or however they want to do it that it just remains open till the end of january uh what's your thoughts on that jake did you come up with a similar scenario or have you got an alternative opinion yeah i i i i went yes i said yesterday i thought it should be open till the end of january to allow that flexibility uh but the there seemed to be the, a common thought that it might might just eradicate the transfer windows and this, they'd never have a better opportunity to do it and that um, mm. the whole idea of the transfer windows was to get clubs to stop spending as much as they are and sort of get their own house in the, on order which may, you can make the argument that at Premier League level that is the case but we know at the Championship level that is not so it, it's difficult but you're going to need to have a, a long period of time to sort out the, the amount of contracts that are expiring and give time for clubs to, to get their budgets in order to know what they can spend and to know what players they can offer a contract because if you if you rush it and you have a a full you know a four week window in in July and the start of August I don't even think at that point clubs will know what they've got to spend so you've got you'd end up at the risk of clubs 
potentially jeopardising themselves like Berry did or, or not bringing players in and then players you sort of dropping out of the game because they can't get a contract. There's so many yeah. variables at the moment. It, it, I think it would be unfair to, to place those restrictions on a club, um, especially if you want the, the quality of competition to, to remain and clubs to continue to try and put out the best football teams possible. They're going to need that sort of flexibility in what they can do in registering players. But it, it's going to be a fascinating sort of um, year for, for football, especially for the Football League in terms of how they manage it. Um, and salary caps and things like that may come in. Do you think that this there will be any further big changes for the championship over the next four sort of six months, other than the the coronavirus? Or do you think that they'll try and just go back to what it was as quickly as they can? No, you know what? I, I really do think that you've hit the nail on the head. I think whatever changes, not all of them, but some of the changes they make may remain permanently. And I think touching on the transfer window is certainly one in the fact that uh, whatever they conclude, that it could be a case that it just remains that for, you know, the unforeseeable. Um, And I really think that, you know, touching on the transfer window again, that if they do keep it open for a longer period, let's say again till the end of January, that it gives the opportunity for the lower league teams, you know, League 2, League 1 teams to probably make a bit more money that they certainly need at the minute. You know, I know it would be a case of maybe selling their better players, but it's either that or bust at this stage for many clubs. Um, So even though, yes, rules and regulations may change, um, I think, you know, not all of them, but some of them may certainly just, it might change football forever in, in, in many ways this year with what's happened. And I know it's for the wrong reasons and there's been a global pandemic, but I think like anything, um, we're learning a lot from what's happening at the minute and some things, you know, going forward, we, we might have to take some positives from that and football's, you know, going to evolve from this as well so uh, yes certainly the transfer window is one of them uh, other things maybe you know different ways that they train which they're currently undergoing now at the minute as well in terms of social distancing that could remain for a long time so could obviously um we've talked they've talked about obviously spitting on the field of play may just become a yellow card offense and just little things like this you know and handshakes etc so i think you're right in the fact that yeah football may change forever uh, a little bit anyway um from the cause of this season and, and certainly what's happened uh, but unfortunately jake with that we're out of time so if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you now be a good time yeah, cheers for listening, guys. As normal, you can get me on Twitter at JoeJackalsDueds. I was on the Premier League show yesterday, so you can give that one a listen. We cover a lot of the same topics, but with a little bit more Premier League focus, um, which I think is probably the league will come back first. So give that one a listen. We also have a Bundesliga show on this channel that started over the last few weeks, if you've been watching any of the Bundesliga. I don't have any idea on that or want to hear more discussion on that. You can listen to that with Jamie and Kev. That's on this channel. We can get it on uh, Twitter at Bundesliga Pod and you could of course get us on Twitter at Championship Pod Yeah, you've done my job for me there Jake I've been your host at Lewis Shackshaft on Twitter and like Jake said uh, just remember to follow the show at Championship Pod where we post each show to our pin tweet so you can keep up with all our shows on a weekly basis uh, we want to thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time
a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.